Are you a mum looking for some parenting inspiration, tips and advice, stories on the ups and downs we face in our lives as parents, some humour and a little bit of fun? Then you may have just found what you're looking for. Hi and welcome to the Parenting in the Thick of It show. I'm your host Louise Clark, a certified parent coach known to many as your parenting partner. As a mum to three teenagers, you can bet I've probably been there, done that and heard it all. Trust me, there'll be few things that I haven't experienced firsthand. I created this podcast because I just love to help mums like you find ways to navigate life in the thick of it and find a way out of it. Episode 606 The Art of Negotiating in Planning and Devising a Tech Plan for Your Child, Part 5 of 9, in my podcast book club series on the book The Tech Diet for Your Child and Teen by Brad Marshall. We are really going to get into the nitty gritty here in the book in this episode. I'll be covering another three of the seven essential steps you need to take to unplug your child and control their media diet. Remember in episode 605, we looked at the importance of controlling the Wi-Fi, which was step number one, and step number two, how to avoid avoid fighting with your child. So do make sure you listen to all the episodes in this series before diving into the actual steps and this this particular episode. Remember that the links to buy the book can be found in the show notes and please note that I do not receive any money for any purchases made. Also, that all information read and discussed in these episodes are copyright to the author Brad Marshall. If you enjoy this podcast and regularly tune in, please, I would be so happy for you, if you, not for you, if you would go over into the platform that you tune in on and rate and review the show because it helps more parents find it and get the help and support they need. And I always appreciate those of you who do this and take the time out of your busy days to help me put this show out there to more parents. So thank you for doing that. Back to today. So are you a good negotiator? And have you ever actually thought about this related to your parenting? And the bottom line is this. I think that being really good at negotiating is an extremely useful and good thing to add to your parenting toolbox. And in this episode, I'm going to discuss this, which actually is in step number three, which is titled Negotiate a Schedule. And I'm going to be looking at how we actually account for all our children's waking hours and sleeping hours, which is really important to do because if you've no idea how much quote unquote free time they have left after they've done all the other things in their day, then how are you ever going to come up with a number of hours that they can be online for? So this is really important And also, the other thing that's really important is rules. Yes, there have to be rules. And I honestly think that these three steps are genius and also helpful for parents. So let's move on to unplugged step number three, negotiate a schedule. 
And I'm guessing that most of you have tried to do this in the past and probably failed. This is exactly what the author says on page 152. And he says that for anyone naive about the art of negotiating, we'll cover two key rules. These are not rocket science, but oh my goodness, when I saw them on page 153, I was like, yes, of course, we have to do this. So negotiating rule number one one, is you need to possess something the other party wants. I mean, put that in terms of buying a house. You have the cash that the, the house seller wants. So you need to have something that your child wants. And this is why step, the first two unplugged steps are important because we're making the internet a reward and not a right. So you have what your child wants. You have the internet, Wi-Fi. Negotiating rule number two is your kid must walk away feeling like they've won. You know, take that into the house buying situation. You have to feel like you've won, that you've got a good deal, whether you're buying a house, whether you're buying a car, whatever it is you're doing or negotiating, you have to feel like you win. And so often, I know, certainly in my own life as parents, I don't feel like I win. I, I know that my kids don't feel like they've won. And that's when we start arguing. But when they actually can recognize the win for them, then things are usually much better. He goes on to add in very bold text, no plan is not an option. And if your teenager is not willing to come to the table to negotiate, then the internet has to remain off. It is the only bargaining chip you have. So it's not an option. And he said he's seen teenagers remain resolute for days and weeks without coming to the table. But 99% of them will crack because the parents have what they want, the internet. He then goes on to say, what the hell do I do when they do come to the table? So he says the first thing he does in his clinic is he asks the, the child how many hours of internet access they actually want. And he says the teen, teenagers will no doubt throw out some ridiculous figure like I should have six hours per day because, and he says, enter hilarious teenage logic. And it might range from what their friends at school are allowed, quoting the UN's Universal Declaration of Human Rights, or his personal favourite, there shouldn't be a limit. I'm managing it myself just fine. Now, some teenagers are able to do it, but he says, if you're reading this book, That's clearly not your child. So he says, parents, you need to channel your inner salesperson when at the negotiating table. If you think a reasonable amount of time is three or four hours per day during the week, don't start with that figure. You have to go low so that when you come back to that figure, because if you go say, well, I think one or two hours is okay, your kid's going to go, oh, mom, that's so unfair. I, I was thinking five or six. Then you can now see that your ideal, which was three or four, is now in the middle. So if they see you compromise, they're winning. 
They might not like having to give up on their side, but if they see you giving up as well, then you usually have a deal. So start bidding low, and he means really low. The other tool he uses, and I think this is really, really clever, is to get the kids to write up their daily schedule. And when I saw this, I was like, why is he doing that? But to listen in, it's really important. And he starts with, what time does your kid go to bed? Or what time do you want them to go to bed? And what time will they wake up? Because even the most oppositional teenager will struggle to argue that they need eight to nine hours of sleep per night. Research indicates nine to ten. But I think if you've got any, if you've got a teenager and they're getting eight hours plus a night, then I would, I would be, be okay with that. So plug in those times. So if you want your kid to have eight hours sleep a night and they wake up at seven, then backtrack to when they need to be asleep. So for eight hours, they'd need to be asleep by 11. So maybe bedtime's at 10.30. So now you have those two times on the, on the table, 7 a.m., bedtime 10.30. Then you start filling it in. Maybe they only need half an hour before they go to school and 7.30 is the, the, the bus. 9 a.m. school starts or 8.30 a.m. school starts, 3.30 it finishes. What do they do between 3.30 and 5? Often they're going to sport or activities or they might come home, grab a snack, then go out. They're going to come home, they'll have dinner. So put all those essentials in and then see where the gaps are. And those gaps usually are for homework and leisure time. So you need to negotiate how much time dinner will take, how much time homework might take, and how much time is actually left for leisure. And then you will be left with the maximum amount of internet time that is physically possible. And usually, it's probably, he says, between one to three hours a night, which is substantially different from the original demand. If I don't get six hours a day, you're the worst parent ever. Now you're showing your child there is not six hours in the day for them to be on the internet. So this focuses on a healthy balance with the emphasis on the five develop the first of the five developmental um, domains, which is sleep. So he also says he doesn't say, you know, you have to stick to the schedule minute by minute, but what you have to stick to is the final amount of free internet time and you stick to that. He also says that you need to start with school nights and get the schedule done for then, but he recommends actually scheduling for weekends and for holidays because it's all going to differ. Then he says that you have to remember, this is the last uh, point on page 160 and it should be your new mantra, the internet is a reward and not a right. And you need to stick to that. So in sticking to that, unplug step number four is always read the fine print. And as he said, there's no golden formula that says two hours a day is, the, is correct or three hours a day. You have to come up with the number relative to what's available after the not negotiables have been met. So school, homework, sleep, eating, 
exercising, those are essential. So then you, you're left with time that is possible for the internet use. And I know you're probably thinking this because I was as well until I turned to page 162. And this is a really important thing. The internet on and internet off. So when the time's on, when the internet's on, it includes time for homework, social media, gaming, YouTube, Netflix, whatever it is, he says he doesn't care. But if you have a block of three hours that, and they're online, that time has to include homework. And I was kind of thinking, hmm, I wonder why. He goes on to explain on page 162 and 163, and this is really important. He, you know, he says that we kind of shot ourselves in the foot or the schools shot themselves in the foot. Parents did a bit with regard to technology in schools because I remember it myself. We were all you know, saying, yes, we need to have technology in schools. It's so important. We can't be behind. But in doing it, we've also um, kind of shot ourselves in the foot because we didn't really think of the extent to which the internet would engulf us and take over our lives. And, you know, all these overused side effects have now been well documented. And now schools, some schools are banning cell phones and rolling back the tech trend at breakneck speed because we are seeing what is happening with regard to too much tech time. So the reason why he wraps all internet use into one chunk of daily time is so that it's objective to measure and it reduces debate. He says, have you ever had a fight start something like this? Your teenager says, that's not fair. I wasn't really gaming. I was doing research for a history assignment. That doesn't count. So he goes on to say that it can be draining for parents to constantly debate the grey. And the tech diet, this step, removes as much grey as possible because your teenager will soon realise that in having three hours of internet time, including homework, you have to take this chance, that they will spend all three hours gaming or on social media and then not have enough time to do their homework. But when you switch the internet off and they haven't done their homework, yes, all hell will break loose. But when you do it, that is the consequence for them not prioritizing homework before their gaming and social media. And make no mistake, work will be missed in the short term, he says. But it's a, it, this road is teaches your teenagers a valuable lesson in managing their time which is something that's vital for them to know how to do and how to flourish as an adult. He also says that, you know, when your teenager claims that he or she needs two hours of internet per night for schoolwork, he suggests you ask your teachers, their teachers, how many, how many hours of internet do you think they need for, for, for this English assignment or a math thing or a socials assignment? And more often than not, he says, teachers usually say it's something like 20 to 60 minutes of actual internet use per night. 
In other words, they have to be online for a part of it, but actually an awful lot of it they don't need to be online for. They can research the, the statistics, the data, whatever. Then they have to write it. While they're writing it, they don't need to be online. So I think this is actually genius and it's not something I've done. I've kind of separated it and we end up fighting because they're using the internet for homework and it, they claim they need it all night long. And I'm like, well, maybe they do. But actually, when you think about it, they don't. We want them to be able to look online to get the information they need, shut the that off and then do their actual work that they can do without the internet. We all know that. You know, we, we, we look at the internet to get the information we need and then we actually have to go and put something together offline, so to speak. So this is a really important thing and it means there's just no arguing. So going on to unplug step number five is name your price. And he says at this stage, it is time to name your price. And that is, as parents, we've already identified the concerns around your five developmental domains. Remember, those were social, educational, behavioral, emotional and health. So in the example on page 166 and 167, he uses a teenager's parents who were concerned that their son was growing apart from his friends, not exercising and becoming aggressive in the home. So those were three domains that were, were being impacted most. There was the behavioural, as he's becoming aggressive. The social, he was not seeing his friends. And the health, as in he wasn't exercising. So they made their, their demands explicit that their son had to meet those three things. They were key. So they made sure those three things came into the schedule. And so the schedule reflected what was lacking in their son's life so that those concerns they had were no longer going to be concerns. There was time for friends, time for sport and time for, for um, homework. And so when we go into the rules here, you'll see that the rules also reflected the domains the, the, the domains that were missing and integrated into the schedule. So for this kid, the three rules, and he always says there need to be only three and no more, three max. So the rules for this were no physical aggression, he, this kid has to do his sport and he has to do homework first because those were the three areas they were most concerned with. Behavioural, educational and sport. So the rule was if the kid didn't do them, he lost 30 minutes of his internet time. And in the rules, you have a maximum penalty of 24 hours, which I will explain in a minute. So he says, break down your demands and rules into objective measures. And when he says demands, he doesn't mean you should be rigid and lay down the law. You know, because if you tell your teenager that they have a bad attitude and they need to change it, or you'll take time off their internet use, what are you actually asking them to do? 
you need to be more specific. So, so reframing that, so being general and saying, you have a bad attitude and you're not getting your homework done and I'm going to take time off your internet use. Too vague. Here's how you say it. You say, if you are physically aggressive, as in you hit, you kick, punch or push, and you do not commit to your sport time and your homework, you will lose time off the internet. So they understand the minute they are aggressive, verbally or physical, they're going to lose 30 minutes. The minute they question going to soccer, they lose 30 minutes. And when homework's not done, they lose 30 minutes. You will hear from the teacher if homework's not done and there are missing assignments. And then you deduct the time. He said three rules maximum because he said any more than that and your kid is going to label you a dictator. So choose wisely and prioritize. You know, he often says, he often hears parents saying things like, Brad, he needs to bring the dirty plates out of its room. It's growing a plant life in there and you could fall in love with an orangutan in there, which is a valid point. But as a parent, are you willing to prioritize that over homework? You have to work out what's most important to you. I know for me, I would rather they did their homework than, than, spent, than, than brought the dishes out. So is the rule going to be you have to do your homework or you have to bring your dirty dishes out? Because I know... I could have 10 rules that I would like to happen in the house, but I can't. It's too many. I understand this. So we have to kind of don't sweat the small stuff. Go back to those really the key areas. They need to sleep. They need to be healthy. They need to meet their social requirements. They need to meet their educational requirements and they need to exercise. So those are really important. So prioritize those and make sure your rules are around those rather than the other things. Don't sweat the small stuff while you're trying to get this sorted out. I mentioned the 24 hours maximum penalty and he, and he said, what's that all about? And he asks, have you ever had a fight with your teenager that got so bad that you banned them from one or all their devices for weeks or months? If so, he says, you're not alone. And I know you're not alone because I hear this all the time. In fact, I remember a friend of mine calling me and said, oh my God, I've just effed up. I have just told my kids that they are not allowed on the iPad for a month. She's like, oh my God, how am I going to do that? Like, how am I going to do that? And I said, well, actually, you can't. And we say these things and, and then afterwards realize we can't you know, stand, we can't let it actually, we can't see it through. And then we end up giving in and it doesn't look good because we've now not, we can't do what we say we were going to do. So as parents, we get tired and we have the inevitable conversation with our partners after we've banned these the, them from something for weeks or months. And often we don't even know where we've put the device if we've if we've hidden it. I've never got to that, but he in the book it says this. So when when he asks children or teenagers about these huge punishments, or so the kids who have been 
you know, denied access for a long period of time, 90% of the kids can't even tell you why they were banned. They've honestly forgotten because it was ages ago. It was weeks ago. So are they really learning the lesson once they get into that territory? And he thinks more important is a rule in place because a teenager with nothing to lose is a dangerous teenager. So we need to have the rules. But we, if we ban them for long periods of time, you'd better strap yourself in because it's going to get rocky. So the 24-hour rule is, is he recommends, or for those parents who just can't bring themselves to be that lenient, 48 hours. No matter how heated things get, you can wake up tomorrow and start again. This is really important from an emotional development perspective for your kids. Teenagers will make impulsive and irrational decisions. It's our job as parents to pull them up but to also model healthy relationships where both sides calm down and move forward. If you dish out two strict punishments, you end up fighting so much that there's no calm. There's no, you're not able to be in control of yourself. You're going to be losing your shit way too much and you'll go crazy and your kids will go crazy and you're going to compromise and sacrifice the relationship you have with them, which is really, really important. You, you want to maintain your relationship and your connection with your teen. So we need rules and your teenagers need rules, but be careful with which ones you choose and make sure that the rules you choose are relative to what is missing in their lives so that you are always making sure that you meet those developmental needs and using the rules to safeguard those. So I think these three steps are really important. Negotiating the schedule, coming up with a time that is a what is actually possible to be online and being brave enough to include homework in whatever time that is come to, you know, arrive to whatever, whether it be two hours, three hours, four hours of potential available time, homework has to be within that. And yes, you may have to check on them. You may have to say, well, you get your homework done first. And after that, you, you, um, you can go on your, your Snapchat, your, you can game. You might have to sit with them while they do their homework, but you have to stick to what you say, you have to mean what you say and say what you mean. It is really, really important. So this negotiating the schedule is key and holding to that in step four, always read the fine print. And when he says the fine print, he means, you know, when you've got down to your two hours a day, that that is what you hold on to and you don't, you don't give up on that. And the last one being step five, which is naming the price. There has to be a price, so there has to be a rule. If you don't do X, this is what's going to happen. So there will be consequences. And the consequences are always losing time online because they don't want to lose time online. And that's why he recommends you, the internet is a reward and not a right because it's the best bargaining chip you have. So next week, I'm going to be covering 
unplug step number six, which is minimize mobile data. And unplug step number seven, which is, as I move forward here, whoa, another page, lock it in. So we'll be covering those next week in episode 607. But until now, get your books out, read through what I have been through, and really get clear with the schedule, the planning, the potential time, wrapping their homework into that potential time so that if they waste their time gaming, there is no time for homework and they go to school, the homework's not done, and the teacher then dishes out the consequences. It might be an idea to actually let your teacher know that this is, let your kid's teacher know that this is what you're doing. So the teacher might, who knows, the teacher might actually help you make it all work. So I will wrap it up there and hope that wherever you are tuning in today, that you're having a good day and that you've enjoyed this and you're getting a lot from this book club podcast series that I'm running. Uh, again, if you enjoy this and you want to share it with friends and family, share it on your social media pages. You can easily hop into my Instagram account, which is louiseclark.ypp. Go in there, follow me, share one of the episodes on your story. Put the message out there. Let other people get the help that they need and the support that they need. I'd be super grateful. And also, if you care to go and rate and review the show, I'm always really appreciative of that as well. So thank you to you for tuning in and listening to me today. I really appreciate all of you listeners. Till next time, thanks again and bye for now. That's it for today's episode on the Parenting in the Thick of It show. If you enjoyed the show, please do share it with your friends and family. And remember, if you find yourself stuck in the thick of it and can't see a way out of it, please send me an email. I would love to help you. My email is louise at yourparentingpartner.com. And don't forget to take a look at the Parenting in the Thick of It family organizer that I created. It's an evergreen family calendar guaranteeing 12 months of use from whenever you start. It also includes beautifully illustrated, informative and interactive monthly parenting theme pages to guide you through the year. It's the perfect organizer for busy families to keep track of all their activities, plus help parents be the best parent they can be. It's more than just a calendar. You can find the link for this and the other social media platforms that I am on below the description in this episode. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to being with you all soon. Bye for now.